I'm not going to edit this out because I accept my flaws. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Hi, I'm MK Lot, and this is Quarantine Campfire. So today I want to talk about something that I don't think many people who act upon the law of attraction or, to, or who just have a steadfast belief in general want to acknowledge, and that is talking with someone who has a counter-argument or, re, or really contemplating a counter-argument to what they believe. Because why would it be worth their time if that's not correct? Or why would it be worth their time if the other person is coming at them with hostility? But I think it's really important to do that, because at the very least, you can use it to build up your argument and polish it. Or you can change sides, which yes, is easier said than done because you've got to deal with the fact that suddenly you're wrong and you don't want to be wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. And it's usually why people hate talking about the heavy hitters like religion or politics, because from what it seems like, and this will probably be a pretty contentious statement, they don't want to run into the possibility that they're wrong or the other person fails to understand why your preference are the way they are. And I think the biggest thing that helps me be okay with those conversations, oddly enough, is college. Now, I get a lot of eye rolls when I say this, so I've already kind of accepted it. In fact, when I worked at a sushi restaurant, one guy actually stopped talking to me as soon as I brought this up and started talking to the guy next to me. But um, I'm currently pursuing a college degree in philosophy. In fact, this is the first week of my last year before I get my bachelor's. And whew, <laughs> uh, needless to say, my panic attacks went from like academic and financial to just plain old existential. But the reason why I'm so grateful that I chose to pursue philosophy instead of English, which is what I was originally pursuing, I was going to go into um, English with a concentration on creative writing, is because it's taught me to be okay with being wrong. And more specifically, what to do with being wrong and where to go when you're wrong. Because I can make as good of an argument or claim as I possibly can. You know, I think we all do on some level. But if someone comes seemingly out of the blue and throws a curveball of an argument at me, now I don't feel like I lost a game. You know, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people have this dilemma when they're in an argument. Number one, they feel like they lost a game. And number two, they feel like they lost something personal. Like, no, 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 that's, that's not correct. Like, that's not how I live my life, but it, it's, it's wrong. I, I guess I, I don't know. And suddenly like they get, they get stuck and they, they panic. But now I feel like because of the knowledge that I've developed over time and, you know, over my, over my time in college, um, I can dissect arguments and statements without taking it personally and see what points people have. And if it makes more sense to me than the points I have, or if my points seem better constructed. And the reason why I bring up why that's so important is because I remember not having these skills when I was in high school. And as a result, when I was confronted with this argument, I didn't know what to do. And I wound up leaving 
the religion and faith that I grew up in, which scared the crap out of me. So why did I bring this up when I hinted that this episode was about the law of attraction? It's because I wound up using these skills pretty recently for my stance on the law of attraction. So I was watching Joe Rogan to see if he had talked about the law of attraction on his podcast before. And of of course he did. He, at this point, I don't think there's anything he hasn't talked about. Um, and from what it seemed like he was the most anti law of attraction person I've ever known about. And it's because he brought up a good point. He brought up the fact that people just say, if I just think really, really, really hard, it'll happen. And because he's good at this kind of thing, I actually think, I think that's what he specialized in growing up. He like specialized in debates. He brought up an example of a woman who tried to use the law of attraction to cure her cancer, which translated to she didn't go into treatment because she thought the universe would take care of it. And when you know it, she died of cancer. Now, regardless of whether or not this is a true story, Joe Rogan didn't um, specify any details, but I think he did. I think he cited it. So um, I'm just going to lean on the idea of reality that this was an actual thing that happened because I could see someone doing this. Um, you know, it, it brings up a good point. And as someone who's trying to become a life coach that teaches people how to use the law of attraction to their benefit, I don't want a client to develop that same mentality of, if I just think really, really hard enough, I'll get out of a crisis or I'll get out of a, get out of a bad situation. And Joe Rogan's argument was important because it was correct. The law of attraction claims that you can attract whatever you want so long as you match the same frequency as that thing. And it starts with your mindset. So she tried to change her mindset. And let's say she did. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. We'll just say she did. Let's say that she matched the same frequency as the cure for cancer. That law, the law of attraction, went out the window as soon as she died. Now, you can make the argument that she actually didn't match that frequency because she would have gone to chemo or at the very least attempted a treatment of some kind. You know, even if she rubbed essential oils or even if she used essential oils, that would have still been something instead of just waiting around for the cure to happen. Which brings me to what I had found in my research following that Joe Rogan clip, because I also think it's really, really important not to just say, let's just say, oh, I'm wrong. That's it. I, I think at the very least, you need to go down swinging in an argument and you need to do your research on their side of things and on your side of things so that you can actually have as educated of a conclusion as possible. You know, I, I don't think rage quit is the way to go. I think you need to say, huh, that's an interesting thought. Let me, let me look at that a little bit more and see what I think. That's all. 
But anyways, I just went on a total tangent. But um, what I had found in my research following um, the Joe Rogan experience was the law of attraction is a good first step. But it's not the only step, which a lot of people misunderstand. And I think it's because it was so heavily advertised by people with a very powerful branding and following like Oprah, Abraham Hicks, that people don't realize that there's that there's something else because that's all those brands, those people with those followings talk about. Now, that's not to say that it's a bad thing. They've actually helped a lot of people, and it's really cool to see that, you know. And they've got other materials like The Secret. And I remember my mom actually gave me the first book in Abraham Hicks's um, series called Sarah, which is actually designed to teach kids the law of attraction. And I, I honestly wish I respected it more when I was a kid because now when I read it, it's it's such a fascinating simplicity of that concept. And, you know, don't, and again, I, I don't want to say that they're at fault. They just went in depth at one part. So people seem to think that that's the only part they need. It, it, it's, it's like if you took, it's like if you took one step on a track and claimed that's all you needed to do to run a mile. Right? You, you, you did good. You, you, you took the first step. But you got to take the second step. And you got to keep taking all those steps until you hit your mile. So along with the law of attraction, there are, from what I had found in my research, 12 universal laws total. Now, some of them are pretty cut and dry. Like the law of vibration, which states that everything vibrates at a molecular level. And I think this is usually where people who subscribe to these laws start going on the defensive in an argument because the law of vibration has been observed through quantum physics and therefore there's empirical proof, or at least hypothesized in quantum physics. But at the end of the day, these are very philosophical and very abstract laws. Like the law of attraction when dissolved states that you can attract whatever you want. And with that logic, someone would have achieved time travel on the back of a unicorn by now. Like that's so clearly that's not the way to go. But there's another law that acts as a step two that people gloss over because they don't know it exists or they do it without realizing it's a law, which is the law of inspired action. So this law states that the things you wish to attract must also come from, wouldn't you know it, inspired action. So this may seem like a Dodoy situation, but think of it this way. If you want to pick up a, a, like a, a spiked metal ball and it's on one corner of the room and you're standing on the other corner of the room and you have a magnet with you that only works when it's close to metal, what are you going to do? you're going to move closer to the ball so the magnet can pick it up. And it's the same thing with the universal laws. You can have the potential to match the same frequency as something you want, but in order to achieve it, you have to get closer in a figurative sense. 
Like as much as I use the law of attraction, I'm not going to start my own film studio or life coaching program or join the thousand pound club. If I just attract, try to attract into my room and I just sit in my bed and just think, Oh, if I try really, really hard, someone's going to be knocking on my door and giving me everything I want. I have to go to where that same frequency is strongest. Simply put, I have to go to film festivals. I have to market myself and get experience as a life coach. I need to go to powerlifting gyms. I need to meet coaches who know how to help me achieve those goals safely because those are the strongest areas of frequency, like radio stations. Think of where you want to go like radio stations. Now, I don't want to bring this up to try to persuade anyone. I just want to educate people in case you're curious or just to kind of see what you do with this information. I mean, this is also coming from the guy who admitted a week ago that he does tarot readings on a monthly basis, so take it as you will. But that's all I got for tonight um, or today. I get Whenever you listen to this, <laughs> that's all I got. But thanks again for tuning in. I'm always appreciative of the support and the comments I get and just knowing you guys are listening. So thank you for everyone. And at this point, you probably know the drill. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Arriva Dirch.